0: Other people's opinions are none of your business. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast. Glad to have you here today. Right now it is a Friday morning and you probably hear a little background noise. I'm in the beer wagon taking a two hour drive down to my first delivery for the day. Hammering on these tar roads. Once in a while, when I go down a hill, if I'm recording, you'll hear the uh, what's what's called a dynamic brake on the truck. It'll make a big, loud rumble. A lot of times, if you're near a town that has a hill, and you hear a semi coming down into town when it when it has that big, loud grunting noise going down into a hill, that's when they flip the switch on either an exhaust or engine brake, uh, sometimes there are noise laws that are illegal against this. But uh, you'll hear a big old rapping noise out there, and that's a that's a big a big rig using its brake. It's a uh, it's a wonderful safety technique to save the brakes on a semi truck because. You think about how many tires a semi-truck has and you think about how many brake pads the semi-truck has and how imperative it is that these work. So it's an excellent tool to save brakes on the truck while going down a hill and not ruining your brakes very quickly and being in there for the long haul. And speaking of the long haul, did you get your chicken stuff done yet? Anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on at our homestead. We've got, well, my plants that are in the basement. Did a little Instagram in front of them the other day. Kind of a dungeon-looking basement. Yes, I know it's we, it's unfinished. But anyway, we got uh, our plants down there, and they are growing like a son of a gun. And I took. You know, our tomato plants are growing pretty decent. So what I did is I, I had these these plastic, like clear plastic domes that go over the top of them in in these uh, ones that we bought. And what I did is I put those over the egg cartons that we started our other seeds in. I thought, wow, well, if they, those seeds start good with the clear plastic domes, maybe these other ones, if I, if I throw these clear plastic domes in there, they'll start well too. I had some... Uh, One of the egg cartons, I don't know if I just dumped frickin' water in it or what, but I mean, it was really, really saturated the other day, so I hope I didn't water it too much to start a seed. I guess we'll see. And uh, yesterday, if you've been keeping up on Instagram at all, uh, last night I posted a picture of my daughter holding our Delaware chicken. Now, uh, our Delaware, this is kind of a pecking order thing. She is getting the shit kicked out of her by the other chickens because she is not sitting on the eggs and they think she should be. The confusing, confusing part of this is that we take the eggs and there are none to sit on anymore. And they are pissed and don't realize that because chickens... I mean, their head is, what, less than an inch wide? So... It's my firm belief that they do not have the ability to reason. And this is completely natural in their, in their flock. But my daughter, being the giant hearted person she is and this Delaware, being such a beautiful, beautiful Delaware chicken, I mean, she's in her second year and she is a big girl and she is feathered and she is very, very pretty. But the other girls don't give a shit. And they beat the hell out of her anytime she comes off that nest. And she doesn't want to be brody. So we just put her in the other coop. Kinda kinda haphazardly did a few things with the gate and fence and all that. For a few days till her comb recovers and she is no longer bloody. And heals up a little bit I suppose we'll just keep her alone but next to the other chickens there will be a fence in between and then one day after I feed them or at night I'll just throw her in the other coop and then she'll be fine in there with with the rest of them and when they're a little less testy kind of made me wish that I got uh, Captain Studmuffin already so he could uh, he can keep everybody in line but uh, well, whatever but, uh, one question you may be asking yourself sometimes when I'm podcasting is why in the hell does that guy have quail and I guess I've never really on the podcast, you know, I've got these quail and they're, and they're growing great man, I mean we're on like the what, I think we're on week four four and a half almost five maybe and these quail are pretty much full-grown already if not darn close they they eat quite a bit but there's a lot of them there so I mean percentage-wise they're not they're not even close to eating what a chicken does which is really good because the quail food has a lot more protein in it and it's a lot more expensive it's almost double but it's not double and they do eat about half, so it costs about the same to feed them. But when you get the eggs, the health benefits of the eggs because they promote uh, immunity, especially with people that suffer from asthma, and there are a few other protein benefits with those eggs. Uh, Not to mention the good people that eat quail eggs uh, talk very often about how good they taste compared to other eggs such as chicken eggs so in my mind I guess I'm. it's something to try and something to figure out um, our our meat situation with that I didn't really get a whole lot of roosters this round which is good though because you know, we we do want a good bunch of layers to keep our our flock or covey, I suppose you would call it, our covey of quail in the new all the time. You know, I mean, just keep incubating these eggs and keep keep rolling them in. You know, so we we did, having a lot of hands in our situation, I think, is a good thing. Another thing with these quail is, I was, the whole meat bird thing, you know, I really like having chicken around to eat and everything, but I wanted to try eating quail and seeing how it tastes and, you know, there's a little bit less fat on quail. I don't know if, like, eating the quail itself is healthier for you than eating a chicken per se. but. Uh, from what I hear, there's a little less fat on them, and uh, they taste—they're delicious, like very delicious. So uh, I was thinking that you know they're—they're they're not huge by any means, but you know, like there's three of us that live in the house, and on a night that we would eat quail, it would be okay—mama, daughter, and me. Each of us gets a quail for our meat portion on the plate and then you just fill the rest with your vegetables. And that kind of makes sense to me as a meal plan and whatever they don't eat for their quail I would, they would just put on my plate and I would pick at it and eat it too. So anyway, that was another thing I thought of, you know, I'd just especially with that six week turnaround, you're, you're constantly getting meat for your family. And that, to me, is, is a pretty important thing. The uh, the quail pen that I built, I don't know if you saw it on YouTube or Instagram. I mean, I, could, I can get about 40 more quail in there, the way I figure right now. And so if I have 20 of them in freezer camp, and I keep hatching out, and every six weeks, you know, I'm, I'm uh, getting somewhere in the neighborhood of... I'm getting somewhere in the neighborhood of half a dozen males that i can that i can i can butcher that's a good thing because at that six week marks that's when i want to butcher them so i don't have to feed them anymore uh getting the most out of your feed value and getting getting them to the most full-grown point that they can be at and then butchering them immediately Which would mean that you get the most out of your feed. If that makes any sense. That way you're not feeding quail for a long time and then they're just pooping it out. And just waiting on butchering them. You're not spending that money on the feed. You're actually just putting forth the effort to butcher them. Which is, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen them butcher quail on the internet. But they just fire right through them. It's so easy. They usually skin them. And that's probably what I'm gonna do to start with. Uh, Plucking and feathering uh, is something that I would have to get into. It it takes a little bit more time and it's a little bit more particular, but if we decide that we do want the skin on, uh, eventually I'll end up having to do that. Anyway, that's the reason that uh, we got quail in our flock. Uh, We're just testing the waters right now, but we got a hell of a pen. I mean, if we decide, that that's what we're keeping. You know, you can keep an incubator busy. Another thing you can do is, you know, I mean, every, pretty much every eight weeks, you can can throw a bunch of them in your incubator and you can just keep it rocking. You know, you can get your money's worth out of your incubator and you're not breaking the bank on feed whatsoever. I mean, I probably have a third of a bag of feed left out of a 50 pound bag and I'm going on four weeks with 15 quail. That's not too bad. All that being said though, I did not get anything from the quail yet except for joy because they're so nice. I mean they're they're very, they're little, cute, my daughter loves holding them. We like looking at them. They're a lot of fun. They're very, very, very nice little, little uh, birds to have. Anyway, that's all I really got to say about quail. Not quite as fun as our Love Machine podcast that we did yesterday, but uh, if you're uh, looking to get into a different type of poultry, that's something that uh, I could easily suggest. And that quail pen I built, is is pretty, uh, I know it's pretty fancy, but judging from what I've seen others do, I mean, they just use little dog kennels or rabbit hutches. They use a lot of free shit for their quail. I mean, I saw one person, they took a dresser with drawers. They took the front of the drawers off, put hardware cloth on it, and that is their quail pen, is the dresser and, you know, it's, it's got, you know, three or four levels, you know what I mean? So that's a hell of a suggestion. Actually, actually, you could use an entertainment center. You know, you see an entertainment center at the curb? Just hammer a little hardware cloth on it, get you a door or two in there, and voila! You got a sectionized, really nice whale pan. You know, so if it's something you're looking to get into, you can uh, you can do it for pretty cheap. The quail hatching eggs, I have noticed on Craigslist, go for next to nothing. I mean, there was one lady that was selling 10 dozen for $10. She evidently must be getting a hell of a lot of eggs. And those were hatching eggs. So that's crazy. Really crazy. Uh, the 10 dozen thing, a you know, good thing about that is, is uh, a little giant egg incubator holds 120, just a heads up on that. But uh, you better have a quail pen made for 120, which uh, I seeming, I'm seeming to think that I don't really have that kind of capacity right, right now, not in my life. But uh, eventually maybe we will. So, anyway, talking about the quail, thank you for listening today. I sure appreciate you folks, and uh, God bless you all. Uh, spreading love and joy to all of you today. And uh, if you want to connect, definitely five one nine at yahoo.com and Instagram. I'll be your insta-buddy, uh, be my insta-buddy. There's a beautiful picture of my daughter. Check it out. Posted it yesterday. Holding our Delaware. Anyway, have a good one.